0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN.
1: Hey, everybody. It is Podcast Rob. And James Hatton. And we're here for... In the Beginning.
0: (laughs) We're still working on whether that's going to be like the the live we that opener i still i love the opener i like the the harmonics i like all that it's more the cold open thing that we have yet we keep saying like we should talk about that and never do
1: well but it's i mean for the other one we had you know the end but it yeah. was basically just that we just played it before we started talking
0: 100 percent. this one i like the. i like the different texture here anyway no. that has nothing to do with what we're doing today no This show is where we uh, are watching the first episode of a TV series, and we are going to judge it uh, based solely on what it presents to us first. Now, in this very specific instance, we've judged this show in a lot of different ways, so it's nice to look at it with a pair of fresh eyes from the start.
1: Yeah, uh, once we changed formats and said, hey, instead of doing the last episode of a show, we should do the first episode of a show, I knew that this was was going to come back up and uh, us? on the little notepad that we have with our ideas, uh, after the title of this, in parentheses, I just I said, let's just rip the fucking bandaid off <laughs> So, for those who are wondering who haven't seen the icon
0: We're going back Okay, look, I would like to state for the record that I cannot imagine. You know what? I can. I can imagine, like, four other episodes we could do about this fucking show. But yet here we are doing this one yet again. We're doing Lost. <sighs> and the annoying part is I watched the pilot. I, did you watch both parts?
1: No, we're, this was just going to be based off of part one.
0: Okay, well, I watched that's both parts.
1: technically the first episode, yeah. yeah I,
0: fine, fine. I watched both just because. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate how
1: good it is it is really fucking good it is so fucking good now i don't want to go through this we're not gonna scene by scene in here yeah minute by minute scene by scene kind of thing but some of the notes that i have uh the intensity of the first seven minutes cannot be overstated from jack walking out of the forest and we see that beautiful picturesque uh, shot of the the pristine beach and then he turns his head and comes around the corner and there's just all this fucking plane wreckage and it's janky hand cam as they're running back and forth, the dude getting sucked into the airplane engine. Um, everything that goes from when he first hears that that very slight scream as he's looking at that that uh, you know postcard image of the beach in the water from the island mm-hmm. to where the wing collapses and explodes and almost kills Hurley and Claire. Yes. That first 7 minutes sets the tone of what kind of a ride you are in for for at least the first 3 seasons. <laughs> Cuz things first got really kind of wonky after that. We all know that, but that yeah. like that first 7 minutes you are fucking in. Like they have super glue They have super glued you to the seat. You're not turning this TV show off. You don't give a fuck what happens. Like, okay, I'm... Here we are, and you fucking got me. Seven minutes was all it took. And I remember how we went back and forth on... Like, I was a big apologist for the end of the, the show.
0: Yeah, it took you uh, a while to come around to the dark side on that it one.
1: Has, well, I mean, I'm on the gray side now. I still right. I still don't agree with everybody's take on what the ending is, or that they've been dead the whole time, or all that other crap. Yeah,
0: neither can Lindelhoff, so you're fine. But the
1: end uh, the end is lost its shine for me, and there are some seasons that just don't hold up as well. But man, like, I literally watched this first episode, Pilot Part 1, like three hours before we started recording, and, like, I felt myself sitting there almost, like, angry at myself, like, mm-hmm. fuck, I am not going to sit here and re-watch this entire show. <laughs> I had the same problem. of watching this one episode for this podcast.
0: And it tells. Now, of course, we have, it's hard to do just the beginning in its bubble, but knowing what we know about what's to come, it gives you enough character beats For every single one of the main players, that even just if... Because, like, Sawyer, you only see for a brief second. He doesn't really start to establish himself until episode two. But every single one of those characters, you get a vibe as to the type of person they are. That is generally their through line. Yeah, we learn secrets about them. Yeah, we learn that good guys were bad guys and bad guys were good guys. But the through lines of the characters are secure. Charlie is sort of vapid and a dipstick and there's something off. Claire, baby, uh, Michael, Walt, but like every single one of these characters has their through line established. So even fucking Rose with her husband.
1: I, I agree with you to some point. I disagree that it is the constant through line through the entire series because each one of these characters go through such amazingly vast flips and flops and character yes. changes and personality changes and everything. But the like what we're seeing in that first episode is the distilled, unfiltered personality of these people. 100%. Because we don't know like any of their backstories yet Jack is really the only mild backstory we get that he was a doctor and he did residency and you know he was on the plane um, but we still don't even know why he was on the plane yet but nobody else have we well Charlie too because Charlie mentions that he's in fucking drive driveshaft mm-hmm. that's the right only thing it? That we get really as background on any of those characters, but mm-hmm. think of the characters who we see in the first seven minutes. We've got Jack, we've got Locke, we've got Hurley, we've got Claire, we've got Shannon, we've got Boone, Jin, Charlie, Rose, Michael. Like yep. that's like Lock. three quarters of the fucking cast yeah. shown in some way in the first seven minutes. To like and- to me, no, it's like watching. Fight Club the second time and you go in and you're like oh shit Mm -hmm. like you're picking up all this little stuff like when it's pouring rain all of a sudden out of nowhere and everybody runs for cover and Locke is just kind of sitting there on the beach like head back arms out just reveling and getting drenched on and like it doesn't really make sense at the beginning until you kind of get his backstory later on about much later Yeah, but then it starts to make sense. But you look at it now and you're like, fuck, now it makes sense. Like a lot of stuff that you see in seasons three, four, five, seven were. I don't want to say teased, but. It made sense on how they behaved to me, at least in the pilot. And I know like this show is definitely affected by. The writer strike when it happened, yes, and it was supposed to so. be five seasons, and it was gonna get cut to four, and ABC's like, no, we want seven, so they had a like they were writing shit on the fly. Mm-hmm. But that this first episode was really fucking well established. Really fucking well.
0: Agreed. Across the board. And now, since I did watch the second part, to touch in that briefly, even little character beats of every time somebody mentions the guy who's got the shrapnel in him, Kate completely changes their conversation. Like, hey, look over there, shiny thing. Because it's obviously her, the US Marshal that caught her. Um, The, every story beat of this whole first season, I'm certain this whole first season, if I was to rewatch it, I'm not going to. I keep repeating to myself, I'm not going to. There's other things to watch. Um, they're all very well formed. You can tell the Bible of season one was snug. Yes. Um, Claire Claire with the baby, Charlie with the heroine, Jack with the, his tattoo, whatever. Um, <laughs> Sun and Jin, um, Jin and Sun, Jin, Jin and Sun. The, their character arc, even from having not seen an episode of the show, I'm certain since the last time we did an episode about it. Their whole arc came flooding fucking back to me. Um, in the second episode, it, I think it was second. Now they're all mishy-mashy Now uh, Michael comes up to talk to them. They don't speak any English, and Jun makes her button son button up the top button of her her blouse again. And you're like, oh, their whole story arc, their whole love story, the whole.
1: Uh, well, even back. in even even if we don't go, you know, the episode two technically. Yeah. which is where you're referring, even in the I beginning am. when it all starts with the downpour and everybody's running for cover, there's a guy who tries to run under the overhang with, with Jin and Sun and Jin like, starts just fucking yelling at him in Korean and pointing out of the way and kind of mm-hmm. moving her behind him and everything and you're like, oh fuck, that's right. He was an absolute cock for like the first <laughs> yes. season and a half at least. Um, so yeah, like all those memories did come flooding back, but it so... Again, taking this episode in its its own little bottle. We don't know when Jack, like when the eye, very iconic, you know, scene with the eye just flashing open and everything and him waking up in the bamboo. Yes. We go from, hey, drunk guy lost in a fucking bamboo forest on a pristine island. Oh, fuck. Plane crash. Okay, wrapping our head around that.
0: While and he, and he heroes,
1: yeah, he so yes, he's the the hero character. Which and I'm sure we mentioned this time and again, and this isn't like any sort of hidden fact. Supposed to be Michael Keaton in that role, and Kate. If I knew was, that, I forgot it. Yeah, Michael Keaton was supposed to be the Jack role. Well, Michael Keaton was supposed to be that role and then Kate was supposed to emerge as the Jack role because oh, gotcha. yes. because so twenty minutes in is when the show tells you this is not just a show about people crashing on an island.
0: Yes, thank because you. For twenty minutes
1: in is when family. and trees start getting yanked back and forth and people like all the survivors are looking into the woods and they've all got that what the fuck is that mm-hmm. and a- as the viewer we're looking at our TV going what the fuck is that
0: yeah it sounds like trocosaurus is walking yeah. through the goddamn beach and i did notice and i wrote to, i wrote down some of the noises i heard Um, And one specific point, which I never noticed, that's never addressed, so whatever. Uh, Let's see. Crunchy, metal, roar, collapsing, klaxon. All of those noises are in there. The one beat is they're looking, there's a big rock, and they look to the left, and then there's a, and they look to the right, as if this thing is everywhere. Right. Uh, Which, sadly, eh, doesn't matter. It's not. And it's just you know, smoke monster. So when they first the island, hear whatever, the noise... It's so fucking scary. They begin
1: talking about it, and Rose says uh, the sound kind of seems familiar to her some somehow, and somebody asks her where she's from, and she says the Bronx. Well, one of the sounds used for the ticking noise from the smoke monster was uh, a New York City taxi receipt printer. Oh, funny. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, like, we don't see anything. All we see is like what we think for all we know is fucking like dinosaur island or, or something like that, because the trees are yanking back and forth and you hear that god awful noise. And who the fuck knows what's going on? Uh, they decide, hey, black box going to be yes. in the uh, in the cockpit along with a transceiver. So Let's Jack's going gonna, to gonna go sit out and get it. Kate, who's already just like fish hooked for Jack, going to go with him. Charlie, you know, decides to be the third wheel. They work their way there. And who do they find but Greg Grunberg? Of as, course
0: Greg Grunberg's going to be there. It's a J.J. Abrams production. As the
1: pilot, um, who eventually gets yanked out of the cockpit before their eyes. And then as they try to run away from God knows what... Mm -hmm. they end up losing sight of Jack. They decide to go back for Jack, and they look up, and they see the pilot like bloody pulp dangling from branches up in the trees. Now, the reason I bring that up is because in the original writing, it wasn't the pilot that, that gets yanked out of the cockpit. It was Jack. So when they go back the body that they see was supposed to be Jack. And that was supposed to be Michael Keaton. And huh. that was like, supposed to be the big thing. Holy fuck. It's Michael Keaton. And then 35 minutes into the first episode, you're like, wait, the fucking name that got me into the show is dead. Like that the, was supposed to, supposed to be almost like, like the first movie where yeah. Drew Barrymore dies in the first five minutes. Right. Um, but when they changed the part and decided, no, we're actually going to have Jack as the hero Row Keaton was like, well, then I can't do it. Like, that's way too big of a fucking commitment. Uh, I was in for like an episode. I can't do it for a whole series. So gotcha. he backed out. And that was where they had to recast it. Um, and some of, some of Jack's, uh, I should say, some of Kate's original Jack-isms were still mm-hmm. kind of left in. Oh really? But I didn't... they they kind of split that character, and gave most of it to Jack. She still had some of the you know the headstrongness and the uh, you know decision making stuff. Still kind of played into some of her character, but uh, but most of it got translated over into the character of Jack.
0: So, the couple notes there is. They insinuate that Charlie Sov said smoke monster. We never that we that is proven untrue, um, but it set the show up, like you said, from being this survivalist show. And this is the era where like Survivor was big. Um, it really was a smart way to not lay out any fantastical, supernatural, magical, whatever bullshit until we have established that this is a show about a bunch of people surviving on an island and not everybody's doing okay, but here's a bunch of archetypes and here's a bunch of weird characters. Are you set? You got it? Are you ready? Okay, here's some weird shit. Right. Um, And then to also give you that moment of horror of dude pulped on the tree. Now, TV's changed a lot, but like, that was pretty epic, jarring for early 2000s television to see some guy like steam pressed and dripping from a the top of a tree cuz it it doesn't hold back it's pretty gro- it's pretty gory
1: well and and fun fact about not only that but how they set all that up at this point in time we all know oceanic We all know what the logo looks like. You know, we all know that it's kind of like the the it's it's the equivalent of the 555 on phone numbers in in Hollywood movie history, although nowhere ever as prevalent as it was in Lost. Um, But if you notice, when we see the plane wreckage now, in hindsight, going back and rewatching it, when we see the plane wreckage, when we see the cockpit almost all the color has been faded and washed out of that logo. All we see are the blues and the grays. We don't see that kind of like bright reddish pink that is historically remembering what we know of the Oceanic logo. Okay. And the, the reason they did that was because they didn't want the audience to be desensitized to the color red. So that when Jack takes off his jacket and takes off his shirt and you see that giant fucking red blob on his bright white T-shirt, that it's more jarring. That when we see the pilot in the trees, it's more jarring because that's kind of almost the only red that we see in the entire opening uh, opening episode.
0: That's... Really Neat actually, now that you think about it,
1: yeah, it was. It's very, uh, like it's, it's almost very,
0: Shyamalanian.
1: yeah, yeah, very, very mental on how they went um, through and do that.
0: Oh, I had a point, it's gone now. I had a like a strong point.
1: Well, while you Damn think it. about that, yes, talk. Uh, the two hour, which is yeah, episodes technically one and two, yes, uh, 12 million dollars, which was like the highest budgeted uh, production for two hours worth of TV in, I want to say, almost history up to that point. Yeah,
0: up until that point it was.
1: Yeah. Um, It led to Disney firing ABC Entertainment Chairman Lloyd Braun for greenlighting it. and Because, like, who the fuck are you to spend $12 million on this? And then it goes on to become ABC's biggest hit in absolute years.
0: And literally, I mean, in the same way that, like, Minecraft or the game Diablo or, you know, it started a genre.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, God, Maybe
0: not, Maybe not started, but it most certainly put that genre back in the forefront center of mystery bullshit television. I would say Twin Peaks maybe started it, but that's not the point. Um, we've discussed, and you and I have gotten sucked into any number of what's it all mean shows before. I still fall for them. But um, this
1: was this was the OG of them, though. This is. 100%. I mean, as much as, yeah, like you said, the uh, there was other stuff that maybe came before it with mystery and weirdness and everything isn't originally what it appeared when we first see it. But nobody did it like Lost did. No. And Lost was such a huge thumb on the scale and impact in pop culture at the time. Oh, yes. That the water cooler. It, like, everybody had to figure out what came after it. Um, so our previous episode, we talked about how Aragon was supposed to be like the next Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, because that was, that became the huge thing. So everybody had to write like, you know, yeah, Percy uh, Jackson, young and, teen fantasy yeah. magic, stuff like that.
0: Divergent, all of it.
1: Exactly. Uh, this spawned shit like the event. Uh-huh. And and all this other shit that came after it that was, hey, we're going to show you this thing. And then 20 minutes later, oh, that thing that we showed you wasn't really that thing. It's this thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, hey, look at this. It is a jarring symbol that you're going to see over and over again. What's it mean? I bet it's an evil corporation.
1: Yeah. I uh, can see. I can see your pinky going to the corner of your mouth at that. What, it totally did. Evil.
0: <laughs> <Now, laughs> one thing to address and this is uh, with hindsight of knowing how the show goes I if I was to redo lost today I would and I'm not to, this is something we can address in another episode okay. of another time in another place I just want to say that there are enough characters on that beach that we don't get history on. We don't get flashbacks on. We don't know whether they were important. They weren't sitting in the four, five, six, 16, 72, 42, 36 chairs. I wanna know the history of the man who gets sucked into the turbine. I wanna know why he was there. I wanna know who his family was. I wanna know how they felt after he left. I wanna see what his fast forward looks like. Guy who got sucked into the turbine. Real man of genius. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. I got sucked into the plane engine on the island and lost.
0: <laughs> I just legitimately like watching it because you know whatever happened to that guy. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Turbine Man.
1: <sighs> I just want to make that so, point. That there's so many okay, people wait, on the no, island. No, because I actually just googled that because I knew there was a thing that came about that. Oh, really? About um, the guy who got sucked in? Yeah. Uh, so, according to Senior Vice President of Marketing at ABC, the guy who gets sucked into the plane engine in the first episode is Gary Troop. Um, he is also one of Jacob's candidates. Uh, and his name is seen in Jacob's cave next to the number 90.
0: Oh, that's super interesting. So they at least got the actor back in. He was, because Jacob could turn into dead things. <laughs> yeah. That's I I like that. I I, at least I like that some that he reappears later. Like it's he's not Ernst, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, you got some arched on you. (laughs) You got some arched on you.
0: Um, but yeah, I I gotta say that it is so incredible. I was not expecting to walk away from watching that pilot again. Going.
1: Okay. Okay. Fucking good. So here's here's where we start uh, sliding away from the actual episode and back into our fucking lost spirals. Good. Um, Thanks. (laughs) Gary Troop. uh, Now you may that name might be tickling a worm in the back of your brain. Like what? Like that's that doesn't just sound like a random name. Why is that name? Well, he was the author of the book Bad Twin, which was mentioned in oh. the show and, and released. And he also created the Valenzetti equation, which is basically the fucking numbers. Hmm. Um, so wait, yep. you you mean the character, the the actor as
0: a writer of the show, or the character? Who gets sucked into the train The character
1: is Frank Torres. The character is Gary
0: Troop. So he actually is part of it. He does have a fucking history. God damn it. Yep. (laughs) That's a I should have I should have known. So one thing to note, and it it came along with the show very quickly. And I don't think it's the first episode. It's it's within the first few weeks. Um when Alias was on Abrams' first program, I fell into. Uh, SD6, which is the evil corporation in that show, they had a website and you go and there's a login that you can take from an episode and you log in, you get a password. There's a forum where you can see what the Briscoe family's doing and everything from alias. So it was no shock when very smart internet people, and I do this every single time I see it on a show in a movie, there's a phone number it could be on a, on a taxi cab. It could be on a, stapled to, a, you know, posted, noted next to a, a phone booth. If I see a telephone number or a website in a movie, I'm calling it or going to it immediately. And That's funny. It, alias and Lost, where I think the ones that really sort of nailed that down is what to do. Because if you went to Oceanic Air from Lost episode one, there was a website for the flight and information. And two weeks later, people started to realize, wait, there's a login in there. And up, we can get in there. Holy crap, we can log in. There's a video about the flight, and it's like the internal memos. And, oh, there's a picture of the uh, seating chart. Oh, and if you click this one, it shows you a little clip of this. And it goes, and the rabbit hole fucking began. And Lost Again, I think, is the show that didn't do it first but was the the OG of how to get your fans not just invested into a show but into a universe and and like create internet culture others gonna, just had in internet culture but lost really like turned it into a thing
1: i'm going to i'm going to double down on that yeah hit it lost did it on a bigger and much longer long con scale than Blair Witch did because when Blair Witch first came out there was a website where you could go and you could read eyewitness accounts of the original teens and interviews and here's the history of uh, you know fucking uh, Ellie Kedward and here's the the blair township history and you can see maps and and like you know books from the 1800s that talked about the blair whichever and it was all bullshit but it was all done to build the universe and create this this anchor so to speak mm-hmm. um, almost in a very dan brownian kind of way that we're going to create a reality based around this that is so blurred that people get invested in it Thoroughly. And that was for a movie. We we all know about the fucking ARGs that we got sucked into in this fucking TV show. Oh, yes. But there was so much... I mean, if you look at just the seven seasons, six seasons of this TV show, and look at that versus all of the information that came out through all of the ARGs and Lostpedia and all this other stuff and bad twin. And yep. The TV show was like 35% of the overall story. There was so much more shit that came out about the entire world and everything else through the, the ARGs that they did and through the web series that they would do in between like, It just took on an absolute fucking life of its own.
0: Oh my God, I forgot about the web series, all of the Candleman videos and stuff you could unlock online. Yep. Uh, And I would argue, for as much as I I agree, I think Lost is the the nexus point of movies and TV shows doing it, and I don't think anybody's really done it as big and maybe as good as Lost, no matter how many people have tried. Um, I still don't think there has been one that has been satisfying enough. I would argue that Lost was the beginning of a bad type of television. Unintentionally, because it's a very good pilot and first season. Um, But it really started that, like, we're going to mystery, mystery, mystery until you're dead in the face. I... Truthfully, and I've said this before, I don't think it was until Breaking Bad came and went that people started to go, you know what, maybe we should think about a television show as an entire piece of art instead of an episodic, hold them by the hooks in the fucking face piece of entertainment. Um, Breaking Bad didn't have an ARG. I just don't think there's been an ARG that has satisfied its source material ever. I think a lot of them leave just enough Hanging. Um, we discussed The Matrix in our last episode. I don't think that did it well enough. I I can think of a couple others. Hell, I've fallen into one for Five Gum. But I don't think we've had one that goes. You know what? The payoff is worth the journey, and it feeds into the source material well enough that that it, you feel like you were part of something. Um, and that's mostly because at the end of Lost, you walked away going. Oh. oh,
1: fuck! I think, I think in 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 a very overarching big picture, something becomes uh, a fucking zeitgeist, and everything else tries to replicate that, come close, do something similar, but with its own twist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is far from the the first thing in media or movies that's ever done it. But the, no. biggest, the biggest correlation I can come up with is when Avatar came out. And the fucking 3D was, you know, by all accounts, massively amazing, because I still haven't seen the original Avatar, and, and I won't, but that's it's a different right. story altogether. Yeah. Um, it was fucking glorious. Like, people couldn't stop raving about the 3D. How it wasn't like your old school 3D where the screen was flat and shit jumped out at you. This was kind of a combination of shit coming out at you, but also it had like a depth of field that was mm-hmm. just amazingly ridiculous. It did. And to be fair, Cameron took 10 years designing the camera that was going to film that fucking movie. So it wasn't just like, you know, oh, we're going to take this off the shelf and voila, we've got all this awesome stuff. But that movie printed money. And for the next three years, movies either got delayed because they were finished in the can and somebody said, Well, this won't fucking do. It's not 3D, so we have to go back and do post-production and make everything 3D now. Or they were delayed to start filming to try to make it 3D, and it was like the fucking Wish.com version of a 3D movie, and it was terrible, and... And that's not even the first time that 3D movies have done that. Like, something comes out and it looks awesome and everybody decides we have to do it and it's never as good and it just fades off into the distance. For 25 years or so, until somebody else redoes it better than it was before and then it lights everybody's ass on fire and everybody tries to redo 3D again, that's what happened with Lost. Nothing like this had been on the airwaves, at least in my recent memory, ever. There might have been something prior to that when I was just a kid, and it just went sure. so far over my head that I missed it. But everybody wanted to try to do that thing now, and you, they just couldn't. because. And nobody will ever be able to do it again. Like, Especially when it comes to this kind of a TV show, it is impossible to do that. Because any other show... That is a, we're going to show you something, but it's going to be misdirection for this other bigger mystery, and then we're going to slowly dole out all these mysteries, will always and forever in perpetuity be held up against Lost. You're right. Lost had nothing to be held up against, because there was nothing like it before this show came out. 100%.
0: And like you said, the ha- uh, what not the happening... Um... The the, the, event. the one with the moon. Yeah, The Event. And I'm trying to look up the name of the one that I really wanted to enjoy, and I didn't. Uh, it's got Alan Ruck in it. I can't find it. Um But there's so many of them that they came out. So many of them were on right after Lost because they wanted that rub. They wanted the Friends rub. Uh, but you are correct. Any show that comes out that gives you a high-tension premise with some mystery bullshit at the edge of it is going to be compared to Lost. Uh, there's one on Netflix right now about a beach party with a bunch of crunchy granola people, but it's a real secret thing going on. It's horrible. I've watched so many of them, uh, and you can't do anything but compare them to Lost, especially when the show starts on a goddamn island. I don't think any other island show will be able to happen without being compared to Gilligan's was, Island and Lost.
1: <laughs> was it Medium?
0: No, Medium's a different one. This one's, oh, I can't remember it. I watched, uh, I re- I've seen two. There's one about a dance party and a crunchy granola people. And there's one about, it's literally like a mind prison.
1: I don't really and it had Alan Ruck in it? And it was a oh, TV no, no. show?
0: The TV show one from, was uh, the one with Alan Ruck was not the one uh, on the beach. That one, this one's, they wake up in a hotel room and they, they're like in an escape a series of escape rooms. I'll find it like right after we're done with the episode. It wasn't medium because that Flash was a- forward? might have been Flash Forward.
1: Yeah, because that was 2009. Yeah. So bad. Cause I'm trying Because Lost started in 2004, so I'm just trying to see like what came after it. I think it was Flash Forward. Um,
0: no, wait, the, nope. Well, that's one of them. That was definitely one of the shows oh, that yeah. did flash it.
1: Flash Forward caused everyone on the planet to simultaneously lose consciousness for 137 seconds.
0: I literally am going to find it right after we're done with this show, and I'm going to be like, I should add it! Just, ah, if, so, if uh, if after this episode you yeah, wait till the very young. end, you may hear me just go and state the name of the show. But I don't know. Yeah, have exactly. It. I, I can't. There's no way it wasn't Alan Rock. Who would forget Alan fucking Rock? Anyway, <laughs> they'll, they'll doesn't keep calling
1: matter. me. They'll keep calling me. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go.
0: Anyway, lost. You son of a bitch. You were good. I hated that you were good, though.
1: Uh, and again, it was season three was where the hatch was. Like the end of season two was where they discovered the hatch, and season three was where they went into the hatch. Like that was all good and awesome. And then, like, and then things just got weird. And again, I, I, I would love.
0: Holy shit, it's... Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's not on his IMDb.
1: Um, well, I'm on his wiki.
0: It's Persons Unknown.
1: Okay. Sorry. 13 episodes. Yeah, 2010. Um, it's... I would love to live in a timeline where we would get to see the original five-season story arc. Yep. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. it was originally intended. Now, unfortunately for this, there is no Snyder Cut or Schumacher Cut or anything. But, like, if there's if there's one piece of pop culture, you know, TV, you know, if I could, uh, the first thing would be more seasons of Firefly, and the second would be I want to see the original thought out five seasons of lost as it was originally intended with no writer strike happening with no ABC saying, but, but you can't kill our cash cow after five seasons. We Mm -hmm. need three more. Like, I just want to see how it was originally set up and, and paced out. I I think think once you hit season three, I think it just becomes a just wildly different, show i think it becomes yeah. very divergent probably as divergent as the books to the tv show was for game of thrones would be yeah, my guess and
0: there's i mean there's other things that went on too um mr echo leaves the show and i know that was a big hit some people can't come back i know um michael had some problems with the culture of the show like there's other stuff going on that's important to know
1: and well and ana lucia oh yes most because certainly the the fucking drunk driving and everything sure
0: But I would say that I'd I'd even be accepting of a, if someone was to say, we're going to remake Lost, and bear with me, but we have the whole Bible, we have the whole idea, we have the whole premise from beginning to end, it's well thought out, and we're going to do just the story again. But this time it's going to be told as it should have been told with the way it should have been told. And we're not going to fucking pay attention to the Internet so we can creep you out or come up with something new every week. Um, this is the way the story. This is the story. Be The end. Um, it'll never happen, but wouldn't it, hate it.
1: It absolutely would never happen. And, nope. and even as much as I would be intrigued by it, I don't know that it would get a fair shake.
0: No, nah, probably not. <clears throat> probably not
1: because to me it's like to me it would end up being like the remake of total recall like we're okay. going to take out all the the mildly comedic crazy pacing uh, which ended up kind of being the heart of the, the show for, for uh, a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. I just think that they would do it in such a filtered, watered-down, distilled way that, like, four or five episodes in, everybody would be like, yeah, but I don't give a fuck about these characters.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: And, and again, it puts such an imprint on pop culture. I don't care if it's 10 years, 25 years, 40 years, I don't really know that it. I, I, you would have to skip a generation in order to redo Lost. Yeah. Because as long as we're still alive, <laughs> we're going to go. I mean, I'll check it out at least. I'll watch an episode or two. And I think we'd just be like, eh, like I understand what they're going for. And as much as I would want to see the end of this, I just don't give a fuck because it's not it, the original people. You're right. Nobody's and ever going to be fucking Sawyer again. Nobody's ever going to be fucking Kate again. You know what I mean? Just those oof. personalities.
0: And also, you know, there's it's very hard to emotionally recapture waiting 6 months for what's in the fucking hatch. Yeah. Or for who's the British guy? Or, you know, what what are the numbers? I mean, like you said, it, they were pop culture moments. They were Everybody was talking about it. There's no way you can get that emotion back even if the show is well acted and well performed. The, there is a, a certain amount of, I don't even know what the right word is, but you're right, Zitgeist. that was the show at the moment. You're right.
1: Now, and the other thing too to consider is that this show launched in 2004. Streaming services didn't really become super mainstream until 2006, 2007.
0: Yeah, somewhere in that bubble. Like they had, they had started, but they hadn't reached.
1: Yeah, like, notable. Point. So. I watched the first season because I had just moved into a new place. and I didn't have cable or anything set up yet. So fact check Manny had loaned me the first season of lost and I watched it on DVD when I couldn't watch it, when it was broadcast, it was going on to ABC.com like Mm -hmm. two nights later and watching it through there. Yep. But this show benefited from the fact, well, at least when it originally came out that it didn't come out on a streaming service. I agree. Because you could not... This was not a show based around streaming. Just like I I made the same comment about uh, Sons of Anarchy, was not a show that really got the best out of it from streaming. Because a lot of the setups and a lot of the tension in the story arcs was built around... I'm to wait seven fucking days to find out what the fuck happened. Yeah. And it was all the conversation and bullshit that happened. I keep joking, you know, you're watching Sons of Anarchy and the one episode ends with, I'm leaving the fucking club previously on Sons of Anarchy. I'm leaving the fucking club Well, we start. I'm not leaving the fucking club. Well, that escalated... Quickly, okay. So Jack's not leaving. All right. Like you don't even it doesn't even get a chance to settle in. Can you imagine the first time watching Lost, just binge watching it and not having the fucking what the fuck was that door under the dirt? What the yeah. What the fuck was that music? What are they talking about? Like having to deal with that and work a nine-to-five job or even a -a 40-hour-a-week job and have that on your mind, but I don't know what was under that fucking door in the dirt. Like, it was ridiculous. You couldn't -hmm. couldn't do that now unless the streaming service was one of those, well, we're just going to release a new episode every week.
0: Which gets an amazing reaction from people on the internet nowadays. We have become a
1: jaded fucking bunch. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean, we hated doing that. I, I despised it when... Uh, Great British Bake Off started doing that. But they had to because it was airing in England before it was coming out in the States. So people were already announcing on social media, hey, congrats to the winner. Fucker, I'm on episode three. Right, 100%. So, they, I mean, they literally would have to. There, there would be no other choice. You would have to release a show like that weekly and, and not just dump the whole thing. <sighs> Folks...
0: This was Lost, a show that we've spoken about at a gargantuan length. I would ask you, have you retried Lost? What did you think? Was it worth the journey? Just watch the pilot over and over again. Cause that's a fucking journey. It was so good. I hated that it was so good. Rob, where can they tell us what they think of Lost again?
1: You can find our ARG over at SomethingCast. <laughs> I mean, we Sorry. actually did have an ARG, not 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 lying. We did for a while. We did. Uh, but you can go over to SomethingCast.com. It is the repository of all things Somethings, all of the buttons and widgets and doodads and links to find us on all of our various social media places, find us at all of our different podcatchers of choice, find our uh, email Uh, Our shop will be being revamped with some new information through shop.somethingcast.com. So listen to this space and watch that space for knowledge of that in the future. But yeah, check out somethingcast.com. And I have audio for some of the original audio dramas that we did. Um, I am working on getting those kind of recalibrated. Primit. And then uh, I want to repost those as just separate links on our website that you can kind of go to and listen to uh, when Hatton and I kind of started our little voice acting chops on some silly shit that we wrote. Hells yeah.
0: All right, friends, family, folks, Losties, Islanders, Back Shippers, uh, the others. <laughs> Tailies. Tailies.
1: Other others.
0: Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week.
1: I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob. And I'm a guy in the Turnerbine.
0: Very good.